Hi, I'm Andre Pfizer, and I am glad that you're joining me today on this podcast. I'm going to say something. Uh, religion will never give you the power to leave it. Religion will never teach you to leave it. It will never empower you to leave it. Uh, a false narrative of spirituality and self, it will never on its own, it will never on its own give you principles on how to leave it. And if you ever wake up to yourself, to your true self, and I know a lot of people are uh, thrown when you say your true self. Well, all of us are ourselves. But what we experience of ourselves and what we have accepted of ourselves determine if we are living the truth of who we are or if, we live, or if we're living a lie of who we are. And sometimes when we're living lies, uh, certain facts may be factored in it. Uh, religion will allow you to be a lie, but it would never allow you to be the divine that you are. Religion doesn't believe that you are a divine nature. It believes that you are an insufficient nature in need of a greater situation or a greater savior to show you how to tolerate and compensate for this fallen situation. And it's given us reports to affirm or even confirm this illusion. That's the 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 power of lies and, and what it could do. But within you, within you is a voice of God. When I say within you, as you, in the corridors and the parameters of your consciousness of awareness and how you perceive yourself in this world, you see the world and your subconscious determines how you see yourself in the world you see. Your consciousness is what you see, what you're aware of. And your subconsciousness is how you see yourself in the midst of that awareness. So you can either be the voice of God or you can be the enemy, all in one speaking to you. Because you're not just an empty body living in a world full of people with billions of spirits flying in the air looking to invade your space. However you perceive yourself to be, and that's funny, too. When you begin to talk about self-perception, it could sound a bit, uh, some would call new age or a different strange teaching. Because we're not taught to see ourselves. We're taught to know that we're sinners, but we're not taught to, or we haven't been given permission from the masses. We haven't been given permission from another to perceive or re-see ourselves. The scripture says that those who believe that they were given the power to become sons of God or to realize their sonship, those who believe him, those who have the same mind as the Christ, have been given permission or the power to become what they see. So it's all about how you perceive yourself. And when you also acknowledge and make sacred your innate fears of insecurity, those insecurities in times of pressure will speak to you as the devil. The devil really is not a spirit on the outside of you that's speaking to you, but it's already an innate fear of insecurity and insufficiency that speaks to us. But that sounds too philosophical and psychological to be spiritual and to be uh, churchy. Because the more we evolve, the more we begin to expand in thought and mind. And we're not 
allowed. We're not allowed to think on the mind in that way because the mind cannot be that powerful. To us or to many, the mind is merely a group of thoughts that's housed in your head. If I perceive myself from quality, then the voice I hear is God. If I perceive myself from fear or insecurity or a fear of an expected doom, when pressure comes, that doom is going to speak to me. And I'm going to say the devil came and told me as though it was an outside influence speaking to you when really it was the pressure of insecurity or the pressure of of, of your humanity speaking to you as an enemy to your expected or intended outcome. You are sensing the opposition of an outcome that you have designed, that you have taken from God or Holy Spirit. And when you hear differently, the words of the enemy that you hear differently is exposing a piece of doubt that's still existing within your consciousness. We may call it the devil and say, well, the devil came and told me. And it's all right to say, but I want you to know that it's an innate fear or an expected doom that has a microphone within you that's steadily speaking to you based on the pressures outside of you. When I was facing a mere, a, a, a significant health challenge, I know how my mind is, but I faced a challenge that put a pressure on my humanity. Well, I was constantly hearing, you're going to die. Well, I was hearing a remembrance or a trauma from my father dying. My father had a serious health challenge of failed kidneys, and he was on dialysis for years until he died in 1991. Because I I never saw a positive flow from dialysis, I was creating my own expectation and my own intention. I was creating an intention that was void of experience. I was creating a psychological path that was void of a tangible experience. And until I could establish the tangible experience, my insufficiencies of the present moment began to speak to me every night. It would begin to tell me that I was going to die. It was telling me that I was going to wake up in the morning and I was going to be like my father. It was only until I got out of the hospital and faced the situation, not just psychologically, but physically, and began to experience the pain of the reprocessing of healing and wholeness that I began to take authority and I begin to establish an experience that would later speak to my mind as God. Till I was no longer hearing, quote unquote, the Satan in me telling me that I was going to die. How many of you follow what I'm saying? I begin to hear the, the reality as God in me, the spirit of God or the resilience in me begin to spoke to me as God would. And that was the report that I would believe. But within me were various reports, a report of God and a report of an experience that I have not yet mastered. Two experiences will speak to you, causing a quote-unquote war in your members, a war of who is to have the significant authority in this moment. And sometimes when you have an innate inability or insecurity, the moment will begin to put, a, put pressure on where love has yet to abound. Because wherever love is, there is strength. I could do all things through love. I could do all things through Christ, which which strengthens me. Wherever I love the most, it will transcend where I'm weak. Wherever I'm loving will transcend where I'm weak. But where love is absent, where I'm weak becomes a master. Where I'm weak becomes a master. 
You follow me? So where love was absent in this experience, I became weak in it until love gained footing. You follow me? So within you are the voice. You are one body and it's not you accommodating various spirits. But what you live from determines what you hear from, what you exist from. Not what you're striving to have, but what you live from determines what you hear from. When I live from my divine truth, when I live from authenticity, it does not deny that negatives won't come, but I won't lose myself in the negative and I'm able to reshift what I'm looking at based on what I live from. Are you following me? I know it doesn't sound uh, romantic or a formulate, formulative like it's a formula to this. No, it's an isness to this. So even Job, and I won't hold you long. The, the thing that he feared the most, he said in Job 3, I believe. He said, what I feared the most has happened. He had an innate fear that he would lose everything. And therefore the Satan or the enemy of his mind or his path begins to speak to him. Now in scriptures, it said the devil's going, the devil, Satan said he was going to and fro and up and down and hurt. And he stood before God and said, if you do this, if you trust this man, he will curse you. If you do this, it, the story appeared to be Jesus. It, it appeared to be Satan on the outside and Joel by himself. But what was happening is you were getting an, a, an intuitive look within Job's consciousness of a battle between his God self, a battle between what he was trying to have and his innate fear. There was a struggle within himself. He says he already believed that he was going to lose it. There was a war, a contention with him to tell him that he was not. So sometimes you may experience not a demonic warfare from the outside, but a struggle to be what you are afraid to be in, in return being what you're comfortable in being. I, most people are afraid to be the divine nature, so, but they love the benefit of divine nature, but they feel more sacred with being beneath that privilege. So there is a constant tuggle within some who are afraid to be what they're already being because they find it more comfortable to be less than perfect. And that's why many will admit God's not asking you to be perfect. He's not asking you to have it all together. And it's not really God saying that. It's their own comfortability saying you don't have to be this excellent. You don't have to have it together. There is something within our consciousness that wants us to move forward, but we are afraid to be complete because of the responsibility of being complete. We are afraid of it, so we will give ourselves wiggle room to walk in the future and the past at the same time. There's a scripture in Proverbs 26, 16 that says a lazy man is more skillful in his answers than seven men who could answer sensibly, which means when you are not ready for your best self, when you're not ready for excellence, there is a way that you could reinterpret the excuse to outmaneuver seven people who could answer properly. Because whenever you're not ready, but you don't want to feel like a quitter or a doubter, you know how to set the standard or set the atmosphere up that makes you look like you're still involved, even though you're not. I'm Andre Pfizer, and this is Innovators with me. Peace.